I V M. Podcast uh, this week. It's me, Tejas, and I have Dinkar. Hello, Hi, Dinkar. How's it going? It's going very well. How's it going with you? That's great to hear because every week we start this podcast, and it's a uh, it's a version of a of a sigh or another. Uh, sometimes because you know, uh, not just because of the the world we live in, but just because you know, there's some Snyder Cut news. Yeah. There's some there's something well, no, happening. It's not going that great, Tejas. What a shame! <laughs> you had to bring this up. I completely forgot about that, and I was having a great day. Uh, but how could it not be brought up when um, uh, an amazing interview clip just aired with uh, oh, I didn't which see featured Sir Patrick Stewart interviewing Henry Cavill about? Oh yeah, okay. And he and he goes, yes. What is the Snyder Cut? <laughs> it was so good. Okay. And what um, amazed me about that is. Uh, first of all, Patrick Stewart lives in what looks like a deserted house. There's like literally a giant empty room behind him, and he has a and he has a dog also. He has two. Do- I think uh, a boxer. He has yeah. probably. But I I guess yeah. that means that he has a real house, and then he was like, "Well, this is what I'll show the like the common people." This is the hollow a- deck of the Enterprise, dude. <laughs> Pretty much, quite literally a hollow deck since there's nothing in the room. But uh, Henry yeah. Cavill, well, he decided to like cover up his house, I suppose, but. He found the shittiest yeah. black curtain he could find. We're like, yep, that's what I do now. Wait, one second. Where's my uh, Superman cape? One second. I'll <laughs> it um, yeah. So yeah, the bewilderment with which um, Henry gives his answers is um, is uh, is a strange enough. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, metaphor. It's strange enough for as to be a metaphor for the times. It's weird. We're going with it. So. Uh, this week, uh, Denkar and I have decided to f- do a follow-up edition of Fruit Picks, which is uh, the Geek Fruit's official recommendations for this month, and I'd say, uh, and some change. I so like official recommendations. Makes it feel legit. <laughs> it makes us feel like we know what we're hey doing. Hey guys, don't trust any other Geek Fruit recommendations. This is the official one. Check yeah, yeah sometimes they release... Uh, you know, like when you would go to like uh, the Rabji in Pune mm-hmm. and then next to the Rabji near coffee house is uh, a book guy. He's be, he's selling all these books and there would be a lot of biographies yeah. and uh, especially like Google one and stuff and like all of it. And it would be on the cover saying like, you know, with, you know, like word art style, like the star in which you put the text. So it would be like the unofficial copy. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the unofficial autobiography, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Why are you so proud of that?" <laughs> it's fine. So, um, just like the that. original food hall. Shout out to Rabji's, fucking great. Rabji is still killing it, by the way. Yeah. Right here in Pune. Um, yeah, um, my sister's first thing was just like, "Oh my god!" I mean, the <laughs> lockdown happened. It's like, how will I go to the Rabji? <laughs> oh my god! And which is a is a valid question. Anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, let us uh, give us our official picks. Uh, what kind of uh, media have you been consuming, been... Dinkar? What formats? Uh, man, I've been 
got up with stuff and plus like there's just a lot of cleaning to do and things like that. Correct. As usual. Correct. So yep. I haven't actually been consuming a lot of media. So what can I say? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I suppose I've still been consuming some media. So uh, like I can't point out anything specific immediately, but here's a recommendation. Go for it. While I eat living- this Oreo. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's another recommendation. Oreos, still dope. Uh, my God, still my I'm a I'm a I'm a whore for Oreos. That's it. <laughs> a Oreo, right. I'm a Oreo. Yeah. Uh, so, in the age of streaming services or streaming survey, as the official mm-hmm. plural goes, uh, I wanted to recommend a streaming service that kind of feels like uh, an antidote to the glut of content that we typically face, which is movie. So good. Uh, I've like like I've been a subscriber for a while like since sometime last year i think mm-hmm. and uh, part of the reason i signed on was their movie go service which is aside from their streaming library they also give you a free movie ticket every week like literally okay. every week they're like yeah go watch a movie man treat yourself so, wait so how does the movie platform work isn't it based on just watching like uh, independent films and, and uh yeah it's ba- well it's not just independent films it's basically like they're a cinephile kind of service so it's like, like a, it's like the criterion of streaming films. exactly i was just gonna say it's, like a yeah, like classic that's pretty much the vibe so like highly curated so there's a lot of classics there's a lot of like uh experimental new stuff there's upcoming contemporary filmmakers uh very world cinema focused of course which is good uh the way it works is they do a new movie every day and then you get a month to watch it. So it's not an infinite library. So like if you log on to movie right now, there's like 30 movies that you can watch. Nice. And the last one of them will disappear at the end of 24 hours. Whatever they put out today is on their library for a month. I believe, I mean, aside from being kind of a hook in that, like, here's a cool movie. You should try to love a hook. Yeah. But I think it also enables them to like get a lot of cool movies simply. And like a lot of like new movies that are only in festivals and stuff because they're doing like a limited run of it or whatever. But Correct. yeah, man, just like a always great uh, curation. What I like is also that it's not like they only put out like straight out classics. So it's not like, Hey, here's a new Bergman movie that you should watch. Like they just do (laughs) stuff sometimes. Uh, So for example, today, a movie that I've heard a lot about uh, in like various things I've read wild style by Charlie Mm -hmm. Ahern from Mm -hmm. 1983, the first true hip hop film. It's a documentary about uh, how hip hop began in eighties Bronx made in the early eighties. Super interesting. I would probably watch it sometime this month. Watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. So like, ah, a great one. Moon. Moon came out a few days ago on it. Uh, There's movies by like upcoming newer guys. Uh, There is stuff. Oh, look, they have super bad. So like a a nice. That is a classic. It is a classic. And I think it's cool that they recognize that. So it's not like, it's not like it's just a pretentious, like, well, we're cinephiles. Oh, no, no, like, Superbad oh, is, is a straight up classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I feel like nice. a, it's, it's a different way of consuming stuff than your uh, Netflix style. So, it's interesting. That's super cool. Movie. And uh, what's the subscription like cost for Oh, yes. Month? I forgot to mention that. I, I, well, I forget how much I'm paying for it, but it's super cheap. It's something like 150 or 200 bucks. Wow. That Plus, seems if like I quite remember correctly. Uh, exactly. And if I remember correctly, when I signed on, they gave me like three months for free. And then okay, they said, like hey, fill the survey. So I did. And they said, take another month free. <laughs> so I had like nice. four months free. And don't forget, well, I mean, it doesn't matter now, I suppose. 
but a movie ticket every week. So I've watched at least like, at least like ten movies. I'm guessing. On so when they say a movie ticket every week, mm-hmm. what does that mean? It means that you get to watch an extra movie uh, in that. No, so they have an app called uh, Movie Go, which you download. Oh, that so oh so that's like a screening of yeah. They the, give you okay. <laughs> they give you a ticket to a movie screening. So <laughs> it's a little less curated because they can't pick the movies in theaters always, but they pick like good movies still. So like when Jojo Rabbit came out first week, they were like, "Hey, go watch Jojo Rabbit." So like you just turn okay. up at the thing, show them your subscriber code, and they're like, "Yeah, have a free ticket." And it works in all, mostly all cinemas. Uh, no, they have cinema tie-ups. So like, I there was a PVR nearby, and so like, I just cool. Oh, so PVR is there? Then that's that's pretty much that, the, yeah, that most of the places that yeah. All right, cool, man. Uh, it looks like from the website it says that only seven days are free, so you really got a a good uh, really? uh, yeah a good yeah, uh, <laughs> start into it. No, oh, that's cool, man. And the website looks great. Yeah, all right. So that movie. Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. So one. Also, wait. Uh, one last thing. Service. I want to point out. Mm-hmm. It's yes. a play on movie. You get it? <laughs> Such a dumb. Yeah. I like yeah, I think yeah. that's the one. Uh, movie go. <laughs> the one dumb thing about the service is the name. Uh, yeah, I could have. Uh, it sounds like the first impression I get from the title is that I can buy uh great uh like <laughs> household appliances yeah. and products <laughs> uh, uh highly curated uh like stuff anyway um like a mini so anyway uh, let us uh let us uh move from one streaming service to another uh one that i've been on uh, of late which i've uh, been telling you guys also about is hbo max mm-hmm. which i got recently because i couldn't contain myself um so it was a bit of a bit of a it's not a struggle but um not too complicated either but you need an american credit card of course uh to get that so one of our friends uh kind of bought the subscription now we're splitting it and we're using vpn some of them are there some of them are here mm-hmm. so i've started uh using it it's a very clean start into the streaming game uh considering that the the number of glitches that hotstar and and uh, amazon prime have it's a really really good interface and uh, the the selection is everything, man. So actually, why I got onto it was because obviously uh, they have three uh, well segments. So it's not like how Netflix has just categories. Uh, uh, it, it in in HBO Max, it's it's obviously the front page is like everything mm-hmm. um, divided by genre. But then there are s- like sub subsections of the entire service. Uh, which is like uh, Disney Plus, which has like Star Wars, Pixar and stuff. Here it's DC, Turner Classic Movies, Studio Ghibli, uh, Crunchyroll and uh, Looney Tunes. So it's like, um, yeah, and channels of, yes, exactly. And, and Adult Swim. So these are like the, and I was just like, yo, this selection itself is so impressive mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, I really want to. And, and so um, I actually wanted to get it. To watch the Harley Quinn series, mm-hmm. uh, which everyone has been telling me about, but weirdly enough, that is the one that is missing. What? It's uh, yeah, oh, it's not that's, on. That's it. exclusive to the DC streaming service. Well, I thought that that was the case because Doom Patrol is also one of those kinds of shows. Yeah, but Doom Patrol is now completely on HBO Max. This is part of the problem with HBO Max. It's a little confusing yeah. what it is and what it gives yeah. you. And this is us like coming in as like, what's on the streaming service? From what I understand, 
It was also really complicated for users in the US, like who are the actual, uh, like the intended market, at least for this. Um, right. Because they also have HBO Go and HBO Now. Yes. And yeah. like, so one of those is basically something that lets you watch the TV channel online. And one of those is like an HBO So that is service. HBO Go. So HBO Go is the one that w- allows you to watch it online, I think. So uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure what HBO Now is. But yeah, HBO Max is definitely just that streaming service. Uh, I will say this, the, the, the UI and everything is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the great thing about it is um, that uh, uh, I've been watching... Uh, a couple of shows on it right now. One is I've been uh, going back to the old Cartoon Network stuff. So they finally have a place where I can watch all the new Cartoon Network shows, which is awesome. Like Craig of the Creek and all these kinds of shows, Gumball, etc. But I've been re-watching regular show again. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that show is like, it's incredible. And it's all like in HD finally. Nice. The whole of Samurai Jack is there. Everything is all there. And uh, the guy who made Samurai Jack, uh, Gandhi Tartakovsky, has a new show on it called Primal. Uh, which I've already spoken to you about offline. Uh, the the show is like, it's incredible. It's it's just like, now it's like one of those things where like Cartoon Network was like, all right, cool. Just give, let's give Gendy Tartakovsky like 40 lakhs, go make whatever you want. It literally is that. I think they just gave him a clean slate and he's like, cool, cool. What do I really want to do? And he's gone and done that. So it's very typical. Like, you know, the art, the art form is, is, well, it's very reminiscent of the sound effects of like Samurai Jack. It's like it could feel like it's part of that world. Except this uh, show Primal, is, uh, it's, a, it's set in a alternate kind of timeline uh, in the, I guess, the Jurassic period mm-hmm. where man and beast coexist. And it's, there's no dialogue in the entire show. It's just like sound effects and music and grunts. And like the that's it. Like the dinosaur, but the dinosaur like the talks. Dog. With the dinosaur talks, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it's it's an it's an amazing show. It's very, so I'm st- I'm like about four episodes into it, and the the amazing thing is that it's not so obviously. I thought it was gonna be. It's like a very action like heavy, and uh, it's like lots of like action set pieces and stuff like that. But the show is called Primal, and obviously because of that, the two things. One is like the 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 show is really dark. Like there's a lot of like uh, very like dark moments, like, like in the first, like 10 minutes, you're thrown into this really, really upsetting kind of like situation for the main character's name is spear because he has a spear Uh, and he's like the caveman. And, um, and, and yeah, and it's just like super dark. But the other thing is that what I've started to understand now is that obviously there are very like um, core emotions in this film. Like, because you can't have very, like, it can't be subtle. So it's, it's interesting because you can't have really like nuanced emotional things. Like, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you know what you would find in like more like developed characters, right? Like, cause like there's lots of circumstances and things like that, that affect people into making decisions in this. It's because it's like very, uh, core emotions, like anger, jealousy, you know, sadness, like, and, th- and that's it. That's like the driving. Those are like literally the primal kind of emotions that drive the entire show. And that's what makes it amazing. Like that there's subtlety in those smaller moments, but mostly it's about very core emotions. And I thought I wouldn't be interested by something that I haven't, that I'd roughly seen before, you know, like very like old school type of um, uh, filmmaking, but dude, it is fantastic. It's, it's kind of, 
it's kind of like Mandalorian, which is like, you know, Mandalorian, every episode deals with like maybe one thing mm-hmm. within the context of the world. The, the, the idiosyncrasies and the weirdness of each world, you know, make Mandalorian great. But uh, it's just the, the main emotion of every episode that this guy is like duty bound or that, you know, he feels responsible for this kid or that, you know, he doesn't want to work with certain types of people. So those are very like core emotions, very much like that. Uh, and it goes back to that old style of film, filmmaking, which I am now very, very invested in. So yeah, Primal is definitely a show everyone should check out. It's literally 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, yeah, right now it's... Every episode is like near perfect. There's like nothing. There's not like primal, a like what primal got hundred percent. Why you can't get? <laughs> yeah, and I'm surprised this is not an Amazon Prime. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, man. That is uh. That's uh. That's primal on on HBO Max. But I will say this, man. Like, yeah, it's still got like a really cool collection of 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 things. It's got. Uh, the interesting thing is that it's got all the DC movies, like the old school movies, like Batman Forever and stuff, on like uh. 5.1 sound now. So if you've got that whole sound setup and everything ready to go, I'm still using it on my machine on my desktop because I'm using a VPN. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Like it's got a, a bunch of stuff. I don't know if it'll come to India though. What do you think? HBO Max? I doubt it uh, because they're still kind of testing it out uh, on like basically they're figuring out what the service even should be in the uh, US, so it'll probably take a while. And when yeah, because I don't know if they announced a rollout to the to like globe for global. Like Disney Plus initially said that okay, we're gonna come. It's just gonna take some time. Figure out the... like specific ways to get it, like Disney Plus Hotstar, which is equal to a streaming service. Uh, mm. But no, HBO Max. I think it's partly because Warner Brothers is kind of trying out a lot of uh, stuff. So. Like, I mean, this is essentially a Warner Brothers streaming service that they're only acting as HBO Max, which is so a te- fairly late te- decision. Tell us this. Does H- is HBO completely owned by Warner Brothers or is it like a... I believe so. Stake situation. Because like, HBO kind of often does its own thing. And um, I'm surprised that... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised that this is not called Warner Brothers something, you know, like instead of HBO Max. Uh, well... Yeah, I believe they own it completely. In I okay, I don't know how the corporate structure works, but AT&T yeah, exactly. I'm not sure. Owns Warner Media, okay. Yeah, and Warner okay. Media owns HBO Max. Correct. So like the the actual like the umbrella parent company is AT and T, which also explains why this is such a heavily US focused thing because this is what. So like again, no, as in uh, isn't it uh, like isn't it Time not ti- yeah Time Warner right like owns that all owns- yeah, but it, like AT and T is like the giant parent company I believe. Okay. So that like that's the other confusing thing. Like when it, this launched, it wasn't just confusing for HBO subscribers. A lot of AT and T subscribers under their packages would have HBO Max already, and they were like, so literally, people woke up on the day of HBO Max launch and went like, "Is this something I own, or do I need to?" Buy? <laughs> because I'm talking about like the ten people who care about this kind of thing. Correct. Ten yes. million more like, but yeah, they've been out for about a month, and I believe it's been mixed. Plus, like they've had issues with uh, what devices they can be on like again doesn't stream to like your uh, Roku's and Fire Sticks I believe which is a good yeah it, it not not yet but they said that that rollout is coming yeah so I mean essentially they kind of launched it in a hurry is my understanding you know what auxiliary recommendations since you recommended two streaming services uh yeah Vulture has a great newsletter that they do uh mm-hmm. by a writer called Joe Adalian called uh, Buffering which is basically a monthly week uh newsletter on streaming services specifically 
like there's too many <laughs> at this point uh like g- great writer he basically talks about the business of streaming services and there's so many now that it's worth talking about so like yeah. so like he'll give you like great analysis of uh, what roku is up to like literally a couple of days ago the newsletter that i got was hbo max has been for a, uh, been out for a month here's the report card so yeah nice. always a great read nice 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 all right cool so let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back uh, talking about some more recommendation Hey guys, we're back. We're talking about our official recommendations for this last month, and um, and so yeah, let's rattle through uh, some of the other stuff that you've been uh, watching, reading. Uh, Dinkar, why don't you uh, go first? Uh, okay, so I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the show, mm-hmm. but I or like in general a lot, but I am super into watching cooking-related stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. a like one, I mean, this is another one of my very specific uh, interests, though more common one than my other ones, like woodworking. <laughs> yeah, a, lo- a lot of these things I am into watching things about, like never done much woodworking in my life, uh, but I watch a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Done a lot of cooking, pretty good at it, enjoy it. Uh, but I have always been a fan of uh, cooking related shows and such. So uh, I'm just going to pick one for today. Uh, and like start with like a fairly popular one, but uh, Binging with Babish is a very popular YouTube channel and show uh, that kind of ties into what we do here at Geek Food because the original concept of his channel, at least, was uh, that he cooks dishes from movies uh, or movies, TV shows, pop culture in general. Uh, so, okay. for example, he'll go like the and like so sometimes these can be like disgusting things. Like a recent one he did was. They have a Twinkied hot dog in uh, Weird Al Yankovic's movie UHF. Just like, hmm. ooh, gonna try and make that. So typically, what he does is he makes the like the original version of the dish. From, like he gleans clues from like whatever they might say in passing. So like uh, in the Friends episode where she makes a shepherd's pie or whatever, for example, she says like, "Oh yeah, this is like you know this is what I put into it." So he like listens for that, look like analyzes the pictures and stuff, and then tries to recreate it as faithfully as possible. And then he right. tries it and goes like, yeah, this is probably a mess. And then recreates it in like a fancy <laughs> way. And of course, yeah. like sometimes it's just great. But yeah, that's the that's the core concept of the show. But also uh, it's uh, like, I mean, the thing absolutely blew up. It's a massively popular YouTube channel now. And uh, mm-hmm. he also does just like regular cooking videos now. So he does like series where he's like, here are some basics you should know about cooking and so on. Very, very well shot and well presented show it typically works right. with uh the shot is him at his table and you don't even see his face most of the time and he does a voiceover that narrates what he's doing with like jokes thrown in yeah, and stuff yeah. while he does the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. like he kind of invented that format which is now nice. a bit of a staple so yeah great channel he's had like uh uh great folks on his show one particularly memorable one i think is uh he is a fan of the movie chef with jean favreau and uh, at, like movie. one of his first big ones was when he creates uh, the spaghetti that John Favreau does in the movie, and then like plates up with the uh, with like a meat fork kind of thingy, like that the thing that looks like a tuning fork. I forget what it's called. So mm-hmm. he had John Favreau on the show much later, right? And the two of them were talking, and he was like, uh, "Man, I have a tattoo okay. of that particular fork because it was like my first big video and this." Like, uh, so the movie kind of changed my <laughs> life. And John Favreau was like, that's fucking amazing. And they were shooting at his house. So John Favreau like just walked over, said like, hey, this is it. This is the original prop. Have it. And like, just gave it to the guy. 
Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Very cool. That's awesome. Chalo. So the channel is called Binging with Babish. Uh, you guys can check it out. The guy's name is um, Andrew Ray, by the way. Babish is another pop culture reference. It's a character from the West Wing, if I remember correctly. <laughs> ah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Nice. All right. Um, let me uh, let me give a recommendation as well. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm just thinking if I could like think of a different format. Well, I've been playing a lot of video games. Well, not a lot of video games actually. I I play a few video games now and then when I have the time. The one game I've been playing a lot of, as you guys have probably heard from me, is that I've been playing lots and lots of Fortnite. <laughs> and man, I gotta say, I uh, I think have I spoken about Fortnite on this show? Uh, in passing, yes. Maybe not officially. Okay, here, take it. My official official Fortnite recommendation. About five years too late, but uh, here goes. Uh, Fortnite is a very good game. And here's why. Um, uh, I, I understand that, you know, it's, it's like a lot of people think it's stupid and it's for kids and blah, blah, blah. But here's why Fortnite is amazing. Um, Fortnite is great because it doesn't take itself very seriously, which is my favorite part of the game. Like this uh, genre, which is called Battle Royale, which is last man standing kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, thing, which started because of a guy called Player Unknown, mm-hmm. and then he subsequently made the game. He made mods to an existing game, and then it became so popular the format that he ended up making Player Unknown's Battleground, which then became PUBG. Um, yeah, so after that, that format, after that format kind of exploded, I was like kind of reticent to get into it because I was just like, ah, you know, I used to play Counter-Strike in school and stuff, but like, I prefer playing like a lot more India, India games and things like that. But since the lockdown kind of started and uh, my friends who are basically, you know, spread out across the world, now one's in Aurangabad, one's in London, one's in Toronto, one's in Dubai. So we wanted to kind of do like a Zoom call and stuff. And because one of them lives in Dubai right now, it, it had to be Zoom all the time. And, you know, it was difficult to organize and stuff. So two of them started playing Fortnite one day. <laughs> and they were like, yo, guys, let's play Fortnite and let's chat over there. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Fine, fair enough. And so three months later. playing Fortnite to use the chat feature? Yeah, I mean, when we started playing Fortnite too, so because we were playing FIFA together, but then we, all of us couldn't play FIFA together, mm-hmm. you know, so it was like an odd number. It was like five people. So I was like, oh, what do you do with five people? How do you, what's the most interesting way? Right. And these guys just figured out that Fortnite, you know, has a chat, fe- like a voice feature. And mm-hmm. we were like, cool, let's just get into it. And now three months later, <laughs> oh my God, everyone is obsessed with Fortnite. And here, so that's the one really awesome thing about Fortnite is that I've been using it to kind of like hang with my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when, so we have two modes. One is when we don't want to talk about heavy shit, then we just play the game. Yeah. And when we want to talk about really, really serious stuff, then we use our own map, which is like a map that somebody created in our group. Mm-hmm. And it's just the five of us trying to shoot and kill each other. But while we're doing, like while we're trying to jump off ledges and shoot each other, we're also like, but Harry, why do you want to quit your job, man? What's, 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 how's this manifesting? <laughs> So, so, so Fortnite has been very like interesting that way. The other thing that the game itself is doesn't take itself very seriously and, and it keeps updating. So it's right now in season three, chapter five. So the entire map, which was on land and this entire thing has now suddenly got submerged in this one crossover event that they do. And so when the events happen, the major events, it happens to all players 
simultaneously across the world who are playing. So it's because it's really, really cool. Yeah. And and what we have kind of figured out is that Fortnite is apart from being a very silly game which has cool updates and, and just fun to play, the stakes are very low. Um the other thing is that it is a hundred percent amazing advertising scam model. Super like nice. super well done. Uh we've got like a few things over there. It was an amazing Travis Scott kind of show um which was on yeah, a, a separate island, mm-hmm. which is called, uh, what is it called? Party Royale. <laughs> so the Party Royale al- uh, Island is where all the concerts happen. So it's a non-violent island. And just like, it's super fun. Um, and uh, most uh, notably recently, um, they did the screening of the trailer for Tenet, right. which I saw and they had like additional features. So the CEO and the founder of Fortnite is talking to like John David Washington about like the movie and things like that. And uh, what was really cool about what you guys will appreciate about this is that wherever you are standing near the theater, right? Like near the big screen, it's called like um, the audio is 3D. So it's like if you move further and further away from the screen, it sounds exactly like you are at a drive-in theater, like away from it. <laughs> like if you're on top of a hill, right. you'll hear the actual process like echo on the audio. It's like really, really neat. Nice. Uh, and so just last night, they announced movie night, which is that they're going to be screening the first of three Chris Nolan films <laughs> right. in its entirety in uh, on the Party Royal Island. And uh, of which many people are joking around now saying that, oh, is Tenet going to be the last? <laughs> I, no, I believe there was a plan to do Tenet this way too at some point. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. like all plans are off as of now, but I think yes. Tenet might actually happen that way. Yeah, so it might uh, it might happen that way, but uh, I think as, as they ha- as of now they haven't announced the the, the changed date. As in, it's still on July thirty first right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, so don't no, know. I believe they've moved Tenet again. Again? Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, so yeah. So that's the situation. These movies are too big. It's not even just like an American movie now. It's like you can't like Chris Nolan movies, Marvel movies, DC movies. You can't release them in just one region without releasing it to the rest of the world without sacrificing, you know, yeah. like sales because it's going to get ripped. It's going to get, you know, um, pirated. Oh, Tenet is August 12th, by the way, now. August 12th. There we go. So, um, so yeah, so that's the situation right now with Fortnite. Fortnite is really, really cool. The most interesting thing about it is that it's free. So really you get into the game and you can play it. I played it for so many hours and I haven't spent a single buck and like in there's an in-game story With also your time and your like your and my yeah, yeah i my attention yeah exactly right and uh and i caught a free free concert and like yo it's 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 really it's really funny because you're playing mostly with like 15 year old kids in this game who are excellent and keep beating our ass but it's a very so it's a humbling experience <laughs> if if not anything else but yeah man uh fortnite great game cool is there any reason uh, so if one faced a choice between PUBG and Fortnite. Oh, PUBG, dude. Why? Do you know, because that shit is, I mean, like, I, I'm about to utter something which is highly uh, controversial. But uh, PUBG is very bro-y, man. Like, it's too bro-y. It's too serious. Okay? It takes itself way too seriously. I think Fortnite is just less, no. it's like less stakes. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you nobody cares. They just, PUBG is not more <laughs> bro-y. It's just that you've become a Fortnite bro. <laughs> I'm a Fortnite bro. PUBG is just the wrong kind of bro to you now. <laughs> not, no, I, you know what I, okay, let me put it this way. PUBG is like got this super serious kind of thing going on. I don't think it's so. Like, you know, From what I've seen, yeah, it's PUBG got this whole military kind of. happens on it as well. No, 
Fortnite has Aquaman. It has a tomato head guy as well, no? Hmm. It has Deadpool. Oh right. So maybe maybe Fortnite is very brilliant, but um. But the thing is that uh, yeah. what the way I look at yeah, it, it's too different like those. You picked a canvas. Uh, that's what that's what's happening. I picked a can. I, I'm I'm happy with it because you know it feels like um. Fortnite is very um. It, it's very like Looney Tunes esque. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. It really is because all the all the things you use in the game, there's no like physics really that that are so hard and fast. It's just really silly. It's a silly old time, and that's what I like it. Because it didn't take itself seriously, and like you can play for like fifteen minutes, and then you can bounce, and it doesn't matter, you know. Like that's that's the that's the cool thing about the game. It doesn't like hook you in in such a huge way uh, at a time. And the other thing I would like to add is that uh, Fortnite is also a cross-play game, which is like the best thing about it. Which is that anybody from literally any device can log on to the same server and play together. So that's really really cool. Because I play on a Switch, my friends play on PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Somebody was once playing through his phone for a bit, so it's really, really kind of um, um, democratic that way. So it's nice. Um, yeah, Fortnite. Nice. Yes. I might just try that. Oh, maybe yeah, I, yeah, maybe I'll be a PUBG bro. Maybe you can be a PUBG bro, and then we can compare notes. But first, uh, we should um, before we end this episode, um, we need to get into that uh, itch.io bundle that we bought for racial justice and equality. Um, recently, there was. Um, um, a, a bundle of games that was going out uh, on sale uh, as a donation um, kind of fund for um, for what's happening in America right now. And it's on itch.io, itch.io, which is like a website which houses games, like kind of like Steam. It's its own like thing. And um, yeah, they just released like this entire bundle and you it's could donate whatever you want. As, I'm not sure. But yeah, you, so, you could buy it for... Period, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was intentionally so of course um yeah and um so you could donate whatever you want um and with a minimum of like five dollars so yeah got like a an f ton of games uh to play for so a good many cause. i like the game was like the the number hit like a thousand or more i think yeah, at one yeah. point so and itch.io themselves also understood that this could be a nightmare for looking at your own library in your dashboard. So they were like, we're not going to put this in your library because we know it's going to mess it up. So we have put it in a bun- a separate category called bundle. So you go to that bundle and then you search for it and there all the games are over there. And uh, notably, there are a few key games over there which are really, really popular like Celeste, uh, Night in the Woods. Um, uh, yeah, so... All expensive uh, games to start with and now like you're getting them yeah. plus like a thousand others for... Five dollars, yeah, for as little as five dollars, and um, yeah, and, and it's a yeah. pay what you want situation. Yeah, it's a pay what you want. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's cool. So, gonna be going through that every I, <laughs> month. I had yeah, like for the next uh, twenty for years, the next for, two, yeah, three years. Like, for I sure, haven't yeah. had a chance to play any of them, and I was just like so kicked about so many of them. So, yeah, I, there's only one way to do it: is just download and then dive in. Yeah, and I want to try and play as much as I can. I like this one game which I'm definitely finishing. I'm right now I'm playing called Night in the Woods, which has been described as the BoJack Horseman of games, and I I kind of get it because the the humor and the and just the the colloquial kind of the lingo basically is very, it's very close to like how we speak and like you know and like the same kind of themes uh very very modern very contemporary story very 2020 kind of vibes even though it released like a few years ago uh even celeste for that matter which has been you know 
notably like um, regard as one of these games which is like impossible to play because it's like a really difficult game because it's a one uh, one death game like a, a million deaths game i don't know what they call it basically you get one you get hit once you die and then you restart the level oh, okay. so it's one of those games and i finished it but even that game really it's about like mental health and like how this the, the whole thing is like a cool metaphor it's like it's really like games have the specifically indie games and i've spoken about this at length even before but they just have like a lot more of a nuanced kind of purpose in some ways not to say like you know games like last of us and all don't but those are very cinematic experiences these are very like like shots like small bursts of like very interesting takes on the world and uh, through the medium of of gaming so yeah that's uh, that's what's up dinkar that is what is up interesting stuff to check out yep i like definitely. that we've recommended essentially like infinite <laughs> play type stuff like we didn't say go watch this movie we said go watch the streaming service <laughs> we didn't say like hey play this one game we're like play a thousand games That's yeah yeah next next episode we'll be like have you checked out the internet yet <laughs> we come back and go like hey you finished fortnite or then why do you come back here <laughs> yeah that's no, cool i'm into it yeah cool let us know what you guys are thinking of right now and uh, playing or watching or reading uh actually there were some books i would recommend anyway we can do that next time um let us uh, continue then Uh this has been the Geek Fruit podcast. Bye then guys. Bye you nerds. <laughs>